When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. Hey everyone, Matt Beamer here. We got a great show in store for you today. Our review of Bristol, our preview of Atlanta, a movie review, and news from auto racing. Let's get into it. Yes, we uh, we tried here at In the Marvels. We tried, and it's not there yet for YouTube. But we will get there. Hello, everyone. Again, I'm Matt Beamer alongside Preston Lude. How's it going, Preston? It's going well, other than the unfortunate circumstances of YouTube at this point. Does it, that's I, okay. I feel like we've kind of wasted two hours, but we learned a lot in two hours. Yes and no. Mostly yes. But... I, I really what the whole point of going to YouTube is to put our name out there on another platform. And, and if it isn't right, I don't want to do it. No, it just takes some fine tuning. That's all. And we got a lot of moving parts here. We're learning a little bit more. Preston throughout the show was and throughout testing was iffy on the buttons. And that's okay because we're all learning here. We got a very special show in store for you regardless YouTube or not. Right. And I think it's going to be a good one. I think it's going to be a great one. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, basically, we're going to try the best we can. Let's just put it that we way. We are, and it's going to be growing pains. But Preston, how's it going? Uh, it's going. Sorry, I'm flustered this morning. Things are happening. So, a so, lot of moving parts. Okay, so what's going on with you now? I mean, what do we got going on with you? You 
are now on some new medication. Are you, have you been cleared to work yet? No, not cleared to work yet. Uh, so on medication, still doctor's orders, they want to get a couple other things and MRI is one of the next things on the agenda for my heart. So, All right. Well, we just had a very special race weekend. A lot of stuff happened. A lot of good racing has happened. And now I can't wait to get into Atlanta. But we're going to go ahead and kick it into the news, okay? News of auto racing, and I found a big one from the world of Formula One. Finally, they're releasing some updates. Formula One. The opening eight races of 2020 have been revealed, and they look like this. Austria is going to be the first two races. Hungary is going to be the third. Great Britain is going to be the fourth and fifth. Spain is going to be sixth. Belgium, seventh. And the Italian Grand Prix is eighth. And that's going from July to September. They brought out a whole a five-step safety for safety racing coming right. up here, which includes ongoing testing, closed events, so no fans, I'm thinking from that uh, statement. Minimal personnel, isolated travel, and social distancing. So pretty much using the NASCAR yeah, almost like, format. Yeah, exactly. So I'm thinking that's a good step, at least for the world of Formula One. I know I've been missing Formula One and was hoping the Australian Cranberry was going to kick off, but 2020 has just been a loss for so many reasons. I can't even begin to yeah, go on with that. Comparing 2020 to like a Jumanji game almost yeah it's we're weird. and now we're in hurricane season it's yeah sixth, so we're we're on another level what is the sixth level yeah we're on the sixth of level. jumanji yeah but um so keeping with formula one i don't know if you heard the rumors of williams racing possibly selling a minority majority stake we don't know it's gonna be kind of weird if the williams name goes away from formula one which is one of the rumors the talk you know if they sell the name or sell a majority stake then the name could be gone and, that's, and, and that will be unfortunate because Williams has been such a staple in Formula One for many years, as a lot of us know growing up into the sport. That was the team Ayrton Senna drove for when he died. And a lot of history with the sport, both tragic and successful. Massa's raced for them, Felipe Massa. A lot of big-name drivers have raced for them. Let's just say, I think Williams is still going to be a part of the sport, but maybe going to have a little bit more backing. Right. Like somebody will be a little more invested into it. I'm not saying Williams isn't, but they need they need a kickstart to get going in this whole thing, I feel. Yeah, you're right. You're completely right. And so I've seen a lot of talk on Twitter, some people talking about, you know, ever since Claire Williams kind of took over in one of those bigger roles, some people are saying, you know, we're not sexist, but, like, ever since she's come on board, the team has kind of been downperforming, let's just say the word is. Yeah, and it isn't a man or woman thing. It's a performance thing. It's driven right. as far as performance. Danica Patrick was in the Cup Series for a number of years and didn't perform well. It isn't because she's a woman. No. It's because she got thrusted up into the Cup Series too fast, and now she's not in the Cup Series anymore. Yeah, I don't think she's even driving anymore, to be honest. No, and that's not anything against Danica Patrick, but every race weekend, it seemed like she wrecked. She, and now it's rubbing out rubbing off on Ricky Stenhouse. Mm-hmm. Every race weekend, he's wrecking. I don't understand. Anybody attached to Danica Patrick just seems to be wrecking. That's unfortunate. It is. That's all the news I have. But it does, well, actually, I do have one more piece of news. Okay, what you got? Okay, so NASCAR is going to be the first major sporting event with fans back. Okay, that's it, what it, I... It looks like it's going to be on track for NASCAR to be bringing back fans sooner rather than later. Mm-hmm. According to Adam Stern, 
it looks like the target dates and tracks are going to be Homestead and Talladega. It's going to be raced with reduced capacity. Right. Which I don't know if that's 50% capacity, 75%. I think it's going to be possibly 50 from what I've seen, it also is going to have to do with what local rules are allowing at that point as yeah. well. And I think Alabama and Florida would be more than happy to bring fans back into stands. Right. Especially at Talladega. I, but no decision has been made yet. This isn't final. It's just a projection. Now, yes. when it's going to happen, and it doesn't say. But that's what it's going to look like. Homestead and Talladega are going to be the target. One of those two tracks are going to be targeted for fans to come back. Right. Which is great. But uh, that's all the news I have. Very slow news day as far as motorsports goes. But you have any other news? No, I've got nothing else. We'll just go ahead and kick it into our Cup and Xfinity race from Bristol. Green, green, green. One name keeps coming up over and over for these past few weeks since, or for these past, I won't even say few weeks, few races that NASCAR has been back. Yes. And that name is Chase Elliott. Great driver. I think he's gotten to where he's at based on his driving skill. A lot of people have seen the, uh, the raw talent in him. But now he's just running into a slump where he's up there all the time, racing for a win, and gets taken out. Yeah. Now, Bristol was an awesome race. Kind of a, not slow to develop. There were a lot of accidents, if you like that kind of thing. There were a lot kind of, of cautions. It's a typical Bristol. typical Bristol race. Right. But then at the end, that's where it got interesting. When that last caution came out and everybody's going for the win. And you can't blame Logano. You can't blame Elliott. They talked civilly afterwards. And I think it's just one of those things where it was racing. Just a, yeah, you're right. Just a racing incident. Well, okay. So, yeah. So, it was, it's a racing incident. Chase is racing hard, which, let's, let's be real. What are you going to do? You can't not race hard. Yeah, him and Joey Logano were racing hard. And you can't. I think blame one of them or the other for what happened. No, not at all. Now, the recipient of the glorious handing of the victory was Brad Keselowski. Right place, right time. Kept his fenders on the car, and he won the race. It stinks for Elliott. But do you think, who who would you say, if you had to point the finger to, was at fault for that? At fault for the accident? At fault for those two being taken out of the contention. I don't think anybody's to really blame at this point. I mean, it's just a racing incident. Joey Logano gave Chase room. Chase tried to drive it in a little bit, probably a little bit harder than he should have. But, I mean, what are we talking? Two laps to go at that point when that happened? Yeah, just about. Yeah, so it's just a racing incident. There's nothing you can do about that. I mean, sure, Joey's going to be a little bit upset about it. I mean, what are you going to do? I mean, Chase Elliott won both stage one and stage two. He's on the way to sweep the race. Now, I think with that, Chase Elliott has shown that he has something to prove this year in the Cup Series. He's going to go out there and contend for a championship. He, he's already got one race. He's locked into the chase. He won the 500-kilometer race at Charlotte. Now, I think with that, he's not going to give up his ground to not win races to the likes of Joey Logano, to the likes of Kyle Busch anymore. He's going to hold his ground and say, I'm here for the long haul. I'm the young gun coming up. You guys are the vets, and I got I to gotta make you respect me. Right, and I... I agree with that totally. I think that's a great thing. It it's let's just put it this way: Chase Elliott has probably helped the sport of NASCAR quite a bit in these last couple of races. He has, in my opinion. You know, are you okay? Yeah, I'm okay. 
with this YouTube channel, we've made some adjustments here. We're we're trying out new things, and with camera angles and everything, it's all combobbled here at the end of Marvel Studio. So bear with us. Sorry about that. On that point, I, I think he's going to go places in this sport. I think he's going to do well. I think he's going to be up there for the long haul. And I thought it was a great race. I gave it an 8.2, mainly for those last few laps. And always with the caution coming out and the green-white checkered at a short track like that, it's going to get exciting. And I don't think Bristol disappointed. 8.2 for me. Okay, I can... For the cup race. Okay, okay. So I get 8.1. I mean, 8.1. Like I said, the ending was very well. Very great finish. You know, the race had its share of what Bristol usually happens. You know, cautions, whatnot. Fair share of drama. 17 cautions for 102 laps. That's over a fifth of the race. You know what that reminds me of? Ran under caution. 20% of the race was one run ran under caution. Okay, so that kind of reminds me of... Um, what was the first throwback race of Darlington? Was it 2015? 15 or 16. Yeah, that first one, I believe there was... 18 cautions. That was a, it was a it was a long and race. And Darlington gets slow as it is. Yes. But when you throw in 18 cautions, that's when it gets really really slow. annoying. Yeah. But congrats to Brad Brad Keselowski. Top 10 go like this. Brad Keselowski, Clint Boyer, Jimmy Johnson, great run. I was kind of hoping he'd pull it off. Kyle Busch, Eric Jones, Austin Dillon, great run. Kurt Busch, William Byron, Christopher Bell, top 10. Awesome job there for that team. And Bubba Wallace, top 10. Honorable mention from that race for me is John Hunter Nemechek. Was up there all day and just got caught up in the pit cycles. Couldn't pull off the top 10, but had a great run overall. But once again, the 47 of Ricky Stenhouse Jr. causing a big wreck. Uh, Should we be shocked? At this point, no. Okay. (laughs) But I think... I don't know. He just needs to figure something out. Be a little more patient. Give, granted that it didn't look like his fault. It looked like he kind of got ran into, got a little squirreling, lost control of the car. But the fact that it was Ricky Stenhouse Jr., I think, was a big factor in that. He always seems to be, even if he is at the right place, it's maybe at the wrong time. Right. Quite a bit. Honestly, quite a bit. He's just not there at all. Yeah. I mean, and- I'm not hating on the guy, by all means. No, I'm not either. But he needs to figure something out. I think Ryan Priest is the better driver there at JGR Racing than is Ricky Stenhouse. I'm just going to say it. Priest is consistently running well, really trying to stay out of trouble. And the, the finish is so, and I think at the end of the year, we'll see Priest elevated above Stenhouse. I can agree with that. I think Priest is doing a very good job running consistently. So 12th place finish coming off at of Bristol. So that's good. Yeah. I can't remember where he finished. At the uh, the 500 kilometer race, but I mean, you know, it's 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 a shame for Stenhouse. Let's just put it that way. It really is, and I want him to run well. I want everybody to run well. I want to see everybody run so well where it's so competitive. It's a fun race to watch. That's not the case. We're not i racing anymore. They're not the same cars. The likes of Timmy Hill aren't up there anymore. Mm-hmm. It's not happening. The likes of Kozlowski, Kyle Busch, Jimmy Johnson are now up there, and their equipment doing well. I think it can eventually get to that. I think maybe Stenhouse for Timmy Hill, and we'll see Timmy Hill and a little better equipment start get up there and race competitively and not tear up race cars. Timmy Hill doesn't tear up race cars. He might finish six laps down, but he doesn't tear up race cars. But that's my two cents on that. Xfinity race, just as good for me, if not better than the cup race, for this reason. 
Noah Gregson, Justin Allgaier running into each other. Teammates at Junior Motorsports. Very good race. Unfortunately, Justin Allgaier was the... You didn't see the end of the race, did you? Uh, no, I I was watching, trying to finish it this but morning. do you know who won? Yeah, Noah Gregson. Okay, Noah Gregson won in a spectacular fashion. Racing hard, got a little loose. And it was fun hearing Kurt Busch and Kyle Busch in the commentary calling box. Calling the race, Calling yeah. the race. Got a little loose. Went up into Allgaier. Allgaier was the back, took the roll into that stick. But seeing them two race was so much fun. I wish we could have seen more, but Chase Briscoe right in there at the end. Brandon Jones, it was a great race all around. Another green-white checkered. But what really blew me away was how strong Junior Motorsports is. Yeah, every they're, race they're weekend, strong. Every race weekend, they're up there. Yeah. And I can't wait to see. I think they're, you could say Joe Gibbs is the cup as Junior Motorsports is the Xfinity. Because of that. I can agree with that. I think that's a pretty good, uh, a fair statement or comparison. Because you look at the top 10, Noah Gregson, Chase Briscoe, Brandon Jones, Harrison Vernon, Matt Snyder, top five. Daniel Hemrick, having an outstanding season with Junior Motorsports, finishing sixth. Brandon Brown, seventh. Jeremy Clements, eighth. Josh Williams, ninth. And A.J. Allmendinger, tenth. I, that's a great top 10. I'm very happy about that. Honorable mention to me, Jeffrey Earnhardt finishing 15th. Okay. Justin Allgaier ended up finishing 18th, so not really horrible as far as finishing order with 38 cars, but still, he was going up there for the lead. Top 10 in points look like this, and this is what's fun for me. As far as the playoffs go, Chase Briscoe, Noah Gregson, Harrison Burden, Brandon Jones, top four. Justin Allgaier still up there in the hunt. Ross Chastain had a bad, unfortunate accident there at the start of the race, collected Michael Arnett. Yeah. And Austin Sendrick, I think, on lap six. Just one of those things. It happens. Ross Chastain, um, sixth in points. Austin Sendrick, seventh. Justin Haley, eighth. Ryan Sieg, ninth. Herbst? Oh, Riley Herbst. Herbst. Thank you. Again, I can't read well. <laughs> and Daniel Hemrick, 11th. Brandon Jones, 12th. Mike Arnett looking at minus four points from that cut line. I think he'll get up there and do it eventually at the, towards the end of the season. But Daniel Hemrick, I think, has a renewed sense of drive for that team. I think Junior saw him, believed in him, and said, you can do this. Let's develop you a little more into our cars. Yeah, I think Daniel Hemrick's going to have a great season on all us. Junior Motorsports is probably going to dominate at this point, other than, of course, having to watch over Chase Briscoe. Well, Chase Briscoe is going to be the dark horse in them, but I think... Overall, Junior Motorsports is going to win a championship this year. Yeah. Just based on their consistency, their quality of drivers, and all those X factors. But I rated the Xfinity race an 8.4. Okay, how would you How good. would you rate it? Uh, from what I've seen, only an 8 out of 10. I mean, I, I got to finish watching it. I, I just, I, unfortunately, I, can, I couldn't finish. I thought it was better than the cup race. Okay. Okay. That's uh... by 0.2 points, but still by 0.2 points over a cup race. But that is all, and now we go towards Atlanta. Yeah, and what's weird about it this weekend? And I'm going to go back to my notes from our Atlanta show and give you my top picks for Atlanta and my honorable mention. So top five for Atlanta. Kevin Harvick, average finish of 4.4. He's one to put your money on. Kyle Busch, 6.4. Jamie Johnson and Brad Keselowski both have identical finishes at 14.4. Denny Hamlin, this is going to be my dark horse. 21.4, 21.4, and ever since Daytona 500, and ever since we've been back since he won Darlington after Rain Shorn Race, he's, Denny Hamlin's kind of been falling. 
to me. It doesn't seem like something's not clicking there. And I think they need to get back on track on that. And then Clint Boyer's going to be number five for me. Hamlin's going to be the dark horse. Clint Boyer, 15.6 average finish over five races. As far as Xfinity goes, Harrison Vernon, Chase Briscoe, Brandon Jones, Ross Chastain, Noah Gregson. I think as far as Justin Allgaier, he's one of those guys who needs to finish a race. And he just hasn't been doing that. Mm-hmm. He hasn't been sealing the deal. He has several stage victories. Has led the most laps in it of, of, of anybody. I can't steal the deal. Can't finish. If you can't finish, you can't win. And then for the trucks who are also coming back in Atlanta, Johnny Sauter, Austin Hill, Brett Moffitt, Grant Infinger, Stuart Friesen. Those are all solid picks, honestly. What about you? I haven't really made picks yet, so it's a little disappointing. But I can make some picks as far as Cup Series go, and I can agree with one. Now, I went, back, I went back to my notes. Yeah. I'm just saying, you can do that too. Oh, well, yeah. I, well, I lose half of my notes, so. Well, I wasn't really taking very many notes to begin with half the time anyways. I kind of I try to store things up in this. Yeah, how's that working out for it's you? It's not working out. No. I think it's going out the other end. But I, I can agree Kevin Harvick won. You know, I think he's going to be a top performer. I'm still going to stick with Hendrick Motorsports. So I'm going to say Jimmy Johnson, but I'm also going to say Alex Bowman. Okay. Probably on a rebound at this point. Bowman's a solid pick. He got wrecked out. Yeah. So that's not his fault. I think Brad Keselowski as well. And then for the fifth pick, I would probably venture to say Kyle Busch as well. Solid picks. What about Xfinity? Uh, see, that's where you lost me there. You can't just say, hey, I think these guys have been running well lately. I mean, I could just say Junior Motorsports, but I would probably, I, I, I don't know. Um, I mean, there's four right there. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't want to pick all of Junior Motorsports either. I don't know. Chase Briscoe is always a top pick. I think Daniel Hemrick is going to get something else together. Yeah, Daniel Hemrick's on the roll. I, you know, Mike, I want to say Michael Annette would have a rebound race, but I don't really see him for so much doing that. He might. Justin Algar, I would say Justin Algar for sure. Just got to finish. Just got to, well, yeah. So that's what, three right there. I honestly don't know. I'd have to really look over it again, and I haven't really looked over it this morning. That's my bad on my part, too. Okay, well, I'm looking forward to all three series coming up. It should be a lot of fun. That's our preview for Atlanta. And I said this in a few ep- a few episodes ago, and a pop quiz for you. Uh-oh. Who has the most wins at Atlanta? Take a guess. Kevin Harvick. No. Uh, see? Close. Close? <laughs> I'm going to say close. Do I get a hint? That was the hint. You were close. I don't know. Dale Earnhardt. That was the hint? Oh, that was the hint. I don't see how I, that's I, the hint. Kevin Harvick took over Dale Earnhardt after he died. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. I guess that. So as far as for me, that's close. <laughs> I gave you I gave you the best hint I could. So Atlanta Motor Speedway, first race winner, Fireball Roberts in 1960. Looking forward to it. It's always been one of my favorite tracks and the track I first went to as a NASCAR fan. So my first race there, near and dear to my heart, I'd like to go back. But that's it. You got anything else for NASCAR? Uh, nothing else. Here next week. Uh, in two weeks, we're going to be covering our first IndyCar race of the year. Looking forward to that. June 6th, remember that, Texas Motor Speedway. But other than that, that's all I got. You got anything else for the world of NASCAR? I've got nothing else. All right, we're going to do one of my favorite segments here in Indy Marbles, our movie review. All right, Preston, you finally done it. You Only f- partly. 
Only well, how far did you get into which episode? I am. I've got the first four done. In which season? Season one. Okay, at least you're starting with season one. What's well, our movie review? Oh, at least I'm. Oh, is it because when you click on it, it brings up season two first? Is that? Yeah, why? you had yeah. to go. You have to start season one. Well, yeah, yeah. I'm at season one. And that being said, what's our movie review? Drive to Survive Formula One series on Netflix. How are you liking it? I love it. I I, I think it's great. I'm going to say this for anybody who hasn't really watched Formula One very much or would like to maybe get into the sport a little bit more. I guarantee you, if you watch this series on Netflix, it'll help you. It helps bring some light into the background of the whole series. You get the drama. You get the excitement all in this series. It's great. You get, you know, you get to learn about the drivers. I think it's fantastic. Four, I- four episodes in and I'm just, I'm hooked. It's, it's hard to get me away from it at times. Yeah, I finished both season one and season two in one day. One season two dropped in February. I was already watching it, and I watched it all in a day, binge-watched it. What I found interesting about that is when they're on the grid in Australia in the first episode of the first season, mm-hmm. and they were standing there, and you just hear 30 seconds. You, you see the guy, and everybody, and everybody cleared. cleared off. I thought... That was the cool. That was so I can't cool. even imagine like NASCAR doing anything like that. They would okay, y'all, thirty seconds, and then deal what? You know, I mean, they're, yeah, I, I, it, NASCAR's like, well, you're supposed to say, gentlemen, start your engines. You know, right? They're, NASCAR's back in the Stone Age compared yeah. to Formula One. Absolutely, I think so. Like one, I thought that what's really cool is when they have thirty seconds, and then you know they go through the the pace lap. So like. You have your warm-up lap, so as the, the field moves off the grid, and then you see everybody booking it back across yep. the way to pit lane. That is the coolest, like, one of the coolest sights I've probably ever seen, honestly. And I enjoy watching it every time I'm on, I watch Formula One race to grid. I, I thought, and I'm glad in the first season they didn't cover Mercedes, and they didn't cover Ferrari. Mm-hmm. They talked about other teams, got to know other drivers, and just the stress level they go under. That first season, that first episode with Haas, yeah, and Gunther Steiner, just like man, we messed up. Mm-hmm. And it was really just a, one of those things that it happened to this poor tire changer twice. Yeah, that knocked them both cars out of the race. I I felt for that. I felt for them when I saw that. I was like, wow, I did not how realize one, how one mistake can just ruin the race, right? And it blew me away. I loved it. I I'll still watch it. I think I think it's so much fun. Yeah, I I enjoyed it very much. So one of the last episodes I left off on was the whole drama between Renault and Red Bull about Red oh, Bull not yeah, yeah. Oh, man and those two teams me? do not like each other and yeah, that's why and I then love Daniel Ricardo was like you know do I stay with Red Bull or do I go somewhere else and then what in that episode I was watching when he said I'm going to Renault I was like whoa. Daniel but Ricardo. You knew, but you knew that. I well, mean, yeah, watching like, last season like of Formula One. Yeah, but when you're, but like, it's so you're really in it when you get to see the whole back, the whole backstory to it, knowing that Red Bull, who has been in Daniel Ricardo's life for the past ten years, in one form or another, yeah, yeah, and now he's he's going somewhere else. It's just yeah, it's yeah. so it's so great. I I just I have to tell everybody if you are trying to get into Formula 1, this is a series that you can watch that'll help you with it because you can really understand it really helps you understand some things. Going back to the Society of Scoundrels and what they talked about, I I heard Brian talk about how he got in this heated debate about 
is NASCAR better than Formula One? Because mm-hmm. one of his friends was a Formula One fan, and he's an, he was a NASCAR fan. It's it's like comparing cereal. They're both all racing. Follow me on this. Yeah. It's like comparing cereal, but it's like comparing Rice Krispies and Cocoa Pebbles. Two different forms of auto racing. Yes, they make a certain amount of laps to, and whoever wins, wins second, whatever. And there's strategy involved in, there are a lot of similarities. Yeah. But totally different. Either way, it's fun to watch. I love the strategy, especially when it rains. Yeah. that's It's so yeah. much fun. And I think Formula One is a great sport. And this is a great, great miniseries, I'd say. It's on Netflix. And I think it's solely on Netflix. And I gave, I gave it five out of five lug nuts. I don't know how you feel. Five out of five lug nuts easily. Wait till you get to the second season. That's when they start talking to Hamilton and Vettel. It's great. I enjoy it, and I still watch it. I recommend it for everybody else out there that wants to see a racing series. Drive to Survive, Formula One, Netflix. Yep. Check it out. All right, that was our movie review here and in the Marvels. Drive to Survive, check it out on Netflix. Now we're going to get into our final thoughts here and our driver of the week and this week in NASCAR. White flag, white flag, white flag. One lap to go, one lap right here. All right, Preston, we're going to Atlanta. You excited? You not excited? I'm excited. Just it's a little awkward that we're not going to have a mid race, mid week race. Excuse me, this time around, we'll have it next week at Martinsville. Yeah, but that's okay with me because um, I I, I love the mid week races. It gives me something to do, at least race fans something to do throughout the week. But it's not necessarily a. We're still in the testing phase of that. Will this go anywhere? I don't know. We'll still get one more next week at Martinsville. Yep, we will. If it's just a weekend races, it's just a weekend races for me. Right. I don't mind if it's just that. I don't mind if it's more than that, less than that. I don't mind. I just want to see racing. I just want to see you back on the track. I'm glad I am. I like to get IndyCar back. And I am looking forward to Atlanta. Very much so. But, yes, our, uh, so what do we got? Driver of the week coming up? Yep. Go ahead and uh, hit our driver of the week. Who's our driver of the week? Okay, so our driver of the week is, okay, so bear with me because this is going to be awkward. The name, I tried to find how to say the name. Could not find it. Formula One, a former Formula One driver, Kaijo Eric Rosberg, who is the father of Nico Rosberg. Oh, very nice. He's all he is known as Kiki in the world of Form- Formula One. He was born December the sixth, nineteen forty-eight, in Solna, Sweden, but his nationality is Finnish, which is I found pretty interesting. That is interesting. So he's a Finnish former racing driver and the nineteen eighty-two champion in Formula One. The first Finnish driver to compete regularly in the series. And, of course, we already said he was the father of the 2016 Formula 1 champion, Nico Rosberg. He was active between the years of 1978 and 1986. Some of the teams that he raced for in Formula 1 were Theodore, ATS, Wolf, Fittipaldi, Williams, as we talked about earlier in the show, and McLaren. He has five wins, 17 podiums, five pole positions, 159.5 career points, Along with three fastest laps, Kiki Rosberg. I thought it was Our very interesting. Our driver very fitting. I, I like watching Nico race, and I like the way he said, "I won the championship. I'm out." Yeah, uh, peace out. Yeah, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> so, all right. So for this week in NASCAR, we go back to June eighth, nineteen eighty. Daryl Waltrip passes Neil Bonnet on the final lap to win the four hundred kilometer race on Riverside's road course. Waltrip makes the decisive pass in the ninth turn of the last lap and edges Bonnet by one car length. Interesting. So that's our This Week in NASCAR. You got anything else before we hit up and wrap up the show? 
it's a very unorthodox show. It is very unorthodox. We have a lot of moving parts here. We're trying to get YouTube up and trying to do juggle 15, I feel like 15 things at once here. Yeah, it does feel like that. But the more we do it, the better we'll get. And we appreciate all the fans for tuning in every week here at In the Marbles. And I just have to put out a disclaimer. Be patient on the release of YouTube. It might come out a little after the podcast. Yeah. Because I got to edit it all. Practice makes perfect. And it takes long enough to edit one episode of just audio. Yes. I can only imagine now the other hell I'm going to face doing audio, which is nothing, and then video. This is why we need a producer. One day, my friend. One day. But do you have anything else before we wrap it up here? Any words of wisdom from old Preston? Negative on the words of wisdom. So you you got this. All right, everybody. Well, that'll do it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to check us out on YouTube here once it comes out. The links will be provided on Facebook and Twitter. And follow us on all social media platforms if you haven't already. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Make sure to keep up on the In the Marbles 2.0 for your chance to win a $100 Amazon gift card at the end of the NASCAR season. For Preston Mood, I'm Matt Beamer. Thank you so much for listening. Be safe out there, ladies and gentlemen, and have a good rest of your week. Redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Choose from a great selection of digital coupons and use them up to five times in one transaction. Check our app for details. Baker's, fresh for everyone.